She started out writing romance novels early in her career, moved to suspense novels, and now she's one of the most prolific thriller writers of our day. With over 70 books under her belt, what's next for this spunky, extremely attractive gal from Texas? Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> well, of course. We're talking with... Are you talking admitted in the U.S.? I was very excited about it. And I said, oh, my goodness, sign me up. And uh, I did make one little uh, qualification. I said, I, I probably should ask my husband. Uh, but then I, I called him and I said, I just got the most extraordinary telephone call. Uh, it was inviting me to go to um, the Middle East on a USO tour, and he said, oh, my gosh, fantastic. He said, well, you're going, aren't you? <laughs> and I said, well, that was the response I hoped you would have. So with his full endorsement, um, we counted down the months. Uh, it was several months um, in, in which to think about it, prepare for it, but I just couldn't believe I was I was being given uh, the chance to do something like this, and, and it was Absolutely amazing, Greg. It was one of the most extraordinary experiences of my life, and I will never forget it. Yeah, I um, I first talked with uh, Andrew Peterson, um, Andy, uh-huh. Andy, and he uh, poor Andy. He was kind of our our camp counselor. That, <laughs> he had to, that's what Kathy he had to said. The rest of us around, and it was like herding cats. He would have been better off with kindergartners. <laughs> but he did a he did a great job. He really did. Yeah, I heard he coordinated, and he uh, oh. you guys would get up in the morning. He have the agenda down, or at least what yeah. was going to happen. That's great. He did great. So he's not he's not only a fantastic writer, but he also is a tremendous um, uh, administrator. And uh, we couldn't have done it without him. I mean, he did all of our thinking for us. He just told us where we had to be when. Yeah. Um, but but so much of the details were, were left to him, and it was a tireless and thankless job. And and uh, we've tried to all you know. Uh, give him our thanks but i'm i'm afraid that words are insufficient for all everything that he did (laughs) well let me ask you this then um i kind of get a sense on why you went of course you would go who who wouldn't go you know um but what did you get what did you get out of it sandra tell me um tell me a little bit about uh, looking in the eyes of those troops and uh, how did you feel connecting well, with those folks? Well, I think we kind of we kind of throw it around and it's kind of a good soundbite on the evening news the sacrifice that these people make. Mm. But until you share some of that, um, you don't really grasp uh, the extent of the sacrifice that they make. I mean, we're talking talking about some really crude um, accommodations. Uh, restroom facilities, uh, not enough sleep, um, uh, not enough privacy, not enough downtime, <laughs> and just the fact that you are totally on the other side of the world and away from your family and everything that you hold near and dear. And at, at any given moment, you know, your your life could end, and you would never see those people again, the people that you love. and and go back to your job, and go back to your home, and um, until you you really have lived just a week of it, I mean, a day of it, and I was like, man, this is tough. I mean, these people really do make a tremendous sacrifice for the service to their country, and um, 
I know I, in my life, have never been challenged the way that I was on this trip, uh, physically and emotionally and and um, and mentally, every other way. Um, and so they, I was there eight days. They're there sometimes 365, and they come home a while, and then they go back. And it's just um, remarkable to me that people are willing, young men and women, talented men and women, and skilled men and women, um, are willing to give a huge slice of their life in service to their country, especially when they're so often, um, they're, there's so little gratitude for it or, um, you know, and I, I wanted, I made it my personal mission uh, to touch as many of them physically as I could. I mean, literally touch them and say to them uh, how much they are appreciated by John Q. Public for the grassroots people in the in this country. And I said, I'm afraid that if you listen to some of the news stories and if you see certain things on television, it, it's filtered and 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 it's um, sometimes slanted. But I said, I want you to know that the people I come into contact with said, please tell them how much we appreciate them. And I think it was very meaningful uh, to them to hear that. So that's what I went to do, and I hope that I conveyed that and made their their day a little brighter, brought a little, you know, break in their routine, uh, because that's what we were told by the USO, that, that this trip was about, that uh, the reason we're going was to give them a little bit of diversion um, from, you know, their, their assignments every day and the hardship that they live with and sometimes the danger that they live with. Sure, these uh, these young kids are 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 the high, uh, most highly trained uh, troops on the planet. These these kids do uh, sacrifice. I don't think. Now, I, I was not a combat vet, but I sure, uh, surely served um, in the early seventies uh, as a uh, naval corpsman, and uh, I, I got to witness a little bit of the aftermath of war. And thank God, I was never. It's in ugly, combat. yeah, it's very These... ugly, and not not just the, um, and certainly to take nothing away from our service members, but also, Greg, I saw a lot of civilians, mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of civilians, mm-hmm. um, and they weren't all young, and um, uh, one of the uh, women who works for the USO, who was over there in Afghanistan, one of our escorts, and she was a middle-aged woman with three grown children. She said, my youngest son celebrated his 16th birthday since I've been deployed over here. But she said, I woke up one morning and I thought, I've really never done, uh, <laughs> the raising three sons notwithstanding. She said, I've never really done anything with my life that was sacrificial and in service to other people. And so she said, I joined the USO and said, where can I go? What can I do? Now, this is, a, I mean... Uh, th- these were the kind of people that we met every single day. Mm-hmm. People over there that work in the medical units, that work as um, technicians, or that that work in food service, or uh, contractors. I mean, it was just unbelievable to me. I expected to see soldiers and Marines and and uh, Air Force personnel, Navy personnel, but I didn't expect to see as many civilians as I did. And that was amazing to me. Wow. Well, we never hear about that, you know. Uh, right, right. Their, their, their service really, a lot of the times, I think, goes unsung. 
and um, and so I, I was impressed by them and by the sacrifice they're willing to make also. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. Doing a dirty job, you know, doing it is, a dirty job. It is a dirty job, and um, you, you have to have, um, well, being a, being a soldier, you, you have to be compassionate as well as, uh, you know, ready, I should say. And I'm, I'm sure you saw a lot of compassion and empathy with our troops because I know I, I know a ton that are over there personally, and I know that they're there for one reason, and that is because they believe in what they're doing. So that came through mm-hmm. so loudly and mm-hmm. so clearly to me. Every single person that I spoke with said, "You know, you take the politics out of it, mm-hmm. and I'm here to do a job, and I'm going to give that job 100 percent." I don't know what's going to happen when we leave. Those decisions are not up to me. I know that that my decision is coming over here and doing what good I can do. And and everyone with whom I spoke was totally committed to the job they were assigned. If it was, you know, if it was feeding the troops or if it was maintaining, uh, you know, a multi-million dollar piece of equipment or an airplane or whatever it was that their specialty, what they were giving it 100%. Can, can you, uh, yeah, can you imagine being in charge of a Blackhawk? No, I don't want to do that. Thank you very much. I'll just stick to writing fiction. <laughs> but, but that must have been, that must have been pretty cool. I felt, oh, it was. It was a kick once I got on the thing. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> but it was it was climbing aboard with people saying hurry, 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 and and sustaining these winds that you know that I literally got blown away. I got blown off my feet at about thirty yards. Well, I, I can, was airborne. I, I can see that probably and, with your flak jacket on too, huh? Yeah, I, I went sailing, and and everybody was like, "Oh my gosh, what is that?" And they were going, "Oh, it's Sandra." It's, it's not a weather <laughs> said, balloon, folks. It's Sandra Brown. No, and I literally we had just got off our first Black Hawk. Uh, and we were standing on the tarmac, and everybody was taking pictures, and we were all feeling like, you know, we brave, we few, we band of brothers. And all of a sudden, this the two choppers that we had cut, or no, not choppers, the two Blackhawks that yeah. we came in on lifted off, and it literally blew me back about 30 yards into a, a wall, and I landed very, oh. very ungracefully oh. right on my butt. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, and I had on all the gear, and I, I, it was like a turtle upturned. I couldn't get up. And so they, everybody came running over there, and Mark Bowden told me later, he said, I knew you were fine because you were laughing. <laughs> it was the greatest thrill ride I'd had in a long time. Oh, man. But once I got aboard the the helicopter, it was fantastic. I mean, and what a what a kick, what a thrill. Yeah. But it was a little bit difficult to to clamber up into the thing when you're carrying half your body weight again <laughs> right. um in the flight jacket and the helmet and and all of that so <laughs> but it was it was a kick and and flying in the uh, C130 and the C17 I mean we were you know we were right there with the troops and it, it made you uh made you grateful for you know 
commercial airlines. Well, you got that. Re- that is they are. You got that right. I remember flying on C-130s overseas and, uh, you know, like two days in this metal jump seat. It's like, give me a break. Oh, yeah. I know. Ugh. I know. <laughs> Good yeah. Lord. Well, um, what about um, – well, what about you? Um, what do you, what are you planning for down the road? Because uh, you know you you um, you're, you're at the top of the the thriller writers in, in in the world right now. I mean, you, you've written what over seventy books and uh, yeah. Well, thank do, you for that. What What do you have going on? Do you have <laughs> um, Do you have anything coming up? Or are you getting tired? I, you getting I've tired? had a very I've had a very active fall. Mm. Um, it was uh, not just the USO tour, mm. but right on the heels of that, we got back. I think on November the 11th or 12th or something like that. And right on the heels of that, um, I had to go to New York just four days later and. Um, and do some promotion for TNT mm. um, for the upcoming movie, which was part of a series, uh, Mystery Night at the Movies, that TNT uh, debuted on uh, November 29th with a um, movie based on a book by Scott Turow, and mine aired the very next night, November 30th, so this is just, you know, a few weeks ago. And... Um, and so I, I had to, you know, do a series of um, interviews and a panel discussion in New York um, for that, and it was great. It was wonderful, but I had barely recovered the <laughs> 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 jet lag, uh, and so I was kind of in a fog when I went up there. And by the time I left New York, I did get some some sleep. So by the time I left there, it was okay. And then it was Thanksgiving. And I was like, what? Wait a minute. What happened to my November? <laughs> it's like I went from Halloween to December 1st. <laughs> it was all a blur. Um, so right now, what I'm doing is what I'm paid to do. And, um, and that is to write a book. And um, so I had to come back and, and dive right in um, after the Thanksgiving holiday. And um, and start on my manuscript again, and I started on chapter one, page one, and read it through because I didn't even remember, oh, <laughs> barely no. remembered what the book was about. Oh, no. And uh, so right now, I'm looking forward to several months of uh, just really concentrating on on my writing, and uh, so that's what that's what's up for me. Mm. And then there are uh, new movie possibilities that I hope work um, based on the ratings of. Um, of uh, Ricochet, which was the TNT movie, and uh, yes. so we're we're hoping for for good things there. And there's always, you know, some new adventure um, beyond just you know living, which is pretty much of an adventure. You got that <laughs> right. You got that right. Well, your last your last book was what? Smash Cut. Lethal. Oh, it was lethal. lethal. I'm sorry. Yeah. When was that? Yeah. Uh, like uh, ten or eleven? Uh, August or September? Yeah, ah. it was. Um, it came out uh, earlier in the fall, yeah. and uh, it will be coming out in um, trade paperback in January. Oh, good. So, in between the hardcover and the mass market, um, my publisher Grand Central is going to do a trade paperback issue, which is very exciting. That's the first time that's happened, so I'm really excited about that. Fantastic. Will you um, um, 
we we have uh, at least fifty of your books. Um, you are you are very highly read uh, in our community. Along, I'm so happy to hear that. I mean, along with like Pearson and Barry and Baldacci. I mean, all you guys are way. <laughs> no, really, you guys are way up there, man. I mean, it's well, it's it's so cool. It's so cool. And I have not read Lethal yet, so I've got to get on that one quickly. Well, I'll make but, sure you get a copy. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be great. Well, you know what? Um, do you have? Um, oh, let me ask you one final question. I know. Uh, I know you jumped on this opportunity to uh, be involved in Operation Thriller Two, and I know that Operation Thriller Three will be coming up next year. Uh, you may or may not get asked, but if you were asked to go again, Sandra, would you? Oh, I think so. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, right now, I kind of need. Um, a little distance from it, and had you asked me the day I got back, I thought, oh, gosh, I don't know if I can travel 30 hours again. (laughs) But um, it is a long way. But, you know, when you get back, it's sort of like, what just happened? Uh, It it went very, very quickly. We were very, very busy. Our schedule was brutal. Um, There were times where we were getting to our accommodations, at 4.30 in the morning, mm-hmm. and not, and I'd wake up going, what room am I in, and do I have to go outside to the bathroom, or can I just go down the hall? And um, Kathy was a great roommate. We really bonded on this trip. Um, you know, the, the first uh, night or two, you know, we were a little bit um, reserved with each other, a little bit shy. And then by the third night, it was like, can I borrow your water bottle? Because I forgot mine. <laughs> you know, it was... So we got to know each other really, really well, and she was great. And um, But it was, um, there were times when it was grueling. Um, what I really prayed for and what I really hoped was that I would have the physical stamina, the endurance, because I thought, by golly, you know, this is the first year they took women. And I thought, I don't want to be the reason they don't invite another woman off there to go. <laughs> well, I, you know, I want to hold up my end of it. And I believe I did. It was tough at times. And, and I came through without a hitch. Um, and so I was really, really grateful for that. Um, but I, I, of course, would go again. I think they want to, you know, to offer the experience to as many people as they can. Um, and it was just so fantastic. I can't imagine, as you say, I can't imagine anyone declining. Um, but some people might, uh, just because of, you know, physical stamina or, or whatever reason. But, um, it was, it was unbelievable. And, and I would do it again. Absolutely. Yeah. It, it, it took you a few days to get there. I heard, um, Kathy told me like over a week or something to get there. No, it was like it was. It seemed like over seemed a month. like over a month. Uh-huh. <laughs> but it was. Uh, oh gosh, let's see. It had to have been three, four, overnight, five and then it was almost two days. Oh, okay. and and the the way it's so messed up. The mm. way because you're the time difference is like twelve hours. Yes. Um, just to put it in a little perspective, by the time we got to Istanbul, mm-hmm. which I had been to Istanbul before, and it was, I thought, at the end of nowhere, you know. Mm-hmm. And when you get to Istanbul, you're only two-thirds of the way. <laughs> so <laughs> that, that kind of puts it in perspective, you know. So it was like, after getting off the 12-hour flight, and this was after flying, I flew from Dallas to Washington, Washington to Istanbul, 
And so the, I'd already had those two flights, and the one to Istanbul was like 11, 12 hours. And then we had another almost six-hour flight after that one. So, I mean, it was just like, oh, my gosh, how far can this be? <laughs> but, you know, we made it. And Hey, you're, and you're, you're a tough gal from Texas. I mean, come <laughs> on, Sandra. Right. I have never I mean, met. I've got the... The, you know, the blood of the heroes of the Alamo I, flowing through my veins. I, I can't chicken out. <laughs> I have never met a, a, a woman from Texas that didn't have tenacity and everything else. <laughs> a little bit of grit. And and um, and a lot of grace, by the way, Sandra. Oh, thank um, you. Thank you're, uh, uh, I want everybody to jump on that website, check out those pictures. You look pretty good in your uh, fatigues there, kiddo. Oh, thank you. Well, that was another thing. It was hysterical. I, I got my combat boots and I tried them on for my family and everybody just busted out laughing. They were like going from Manolo Blonix to this. Right. Did you get the standard size eight? I, 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 you know, I, I think, I forget what size mine were, but I, I padded them. They touched me nowhere except where you laced them at the ankle. Yeah, yeah. And my foot was swimming around in them, so I padded them with inner soles and wore really oh, thick socks. It. And do you know what? I was loving them when I got over there because... Very little is paved. Everything is rock. And so you couldn't have walked over anything, um, any place that we went, and anything other than those combat boots. So I I really got to where I liked my boots a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I love it. Well, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to stop on that note, folks. Um, we're going to have a, uh, the next interview will be with, uh, Clive Cussler. Uh, oh, he's fantastic. I, I, I heard people. he was a, a kick and, uh, Andy, Andy divulged something, uh, personal about Clive. I'm going to try to embarrass him on air when I, when I get him. <laughs> uh, he's a dear man. He truly is. Yeah. Well, listen, uh, Sandra Brown, thank you very much today. Um, we uh, uh, we appreciate uh, what you've done, um, you and the other uh, uh, four thriller writers, uh, top thriller well, writers. Well, thank you. Thank you, Greg. Uh, yeah. As I told every service member who clasped my hand and said, thank you so much for coming. Yeah. I said, hey, you've got this wrong. I said, we're here to thank you. And so um, it was it was my privilege and such an honor to even be invited um, to go on this tour, and so um, I appreciate your your thanks, but really, um, I'm just so grateful to have been given the opportunity. Absolutely. You should be, Sandra. Um, thank you again, and uh, we'll uh, hopefully talk to you down the road. Okay. Thanks, Greg. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.